0: Welcome to the CPMS News Podcast. My name is Eric Westerson, and this week we'll be speaking with Dr. Eric Hunter of the National Center for Voice and Speech. Dr. Hunter will be speaking this week at BYU during the Department of Physics and Astronomy's weekly colloquium. Dr. Hunter recently did an analysis of 36 addresses given by President Hinckley at BYU. The study analyzed changes in President Hinckley's voice and enunciation as his life progressed. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Hunter. So, they told me that you work with the National Center for Voice and Speech, but other than that, I, I don't know much. So, I thought maybe you could just tell us a little bit about some previous work you've done or, or where you started out.
1: Sure. Uh, well, I actually started uh, at BYU in the College of uh, Physical Mathematical Sciences. Um, my uh, undergraduate degree was in physics with a math minor. Before I graduated with my bachelor's, I met with one of the faculty in the physics department who did acoustics. That then, then ended up going into my master's degree, so I stayed at BYU. Uh, after I got my master's, I did my master's in physics at the acoustic synthesis I was recruited to go to the University of Iowa. So I went there to get my PhD uh, with a mixture of... Engineering and speech and hearing sciences. So I, I I think of my roots all coming from physics at BYU and uh, the classes I had to take there.
0: So you'll be you'll be coming back to BYU finally.
1: <laughs> yeah, well I I've been outside the state until about a year ago where we moved headquarters of the of the, of our center actually to Utah. So right now we're in Salt Lake. And so I. I make regularly frequent trips to BYU. There's a professor in mechanical engineering that I have an ongoing project with, and I'm developing one with a professor in physics right
0: now. So, on Wednesday, you're going to be talking about this study where you took uh, addresses given by President Hinckley at BYU that were recorded and you analyze the sound of his voice to, to figure out changes, uh, physiological changes in his voice as he aged?
1: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting history. Uh, there was one of the other researchers uh, that worked with us. This is when I was in Denver at our center, um, who was also LDS. Yeah. So we've been adding this uh, this nonlinear component of what happens when the source of sound interacts with the, the voice, the vocal tract, and then the vocal tract actually interacts back and changes things. And we realized that there would be some times when this effect could be big enough in a system that was getting older or was compromised in some way that there would be odd, little oddities that would exhibit themselves in, in voice and speech. And we'd usually hear those oddities as normal breaks that we wouldn't working on this, um, this other researcher that happened to the LDS, you know, listened to conference and he came back and he said, I'll be darned. I started predicting every time President Hinckley would, his voice would break. Because he knew, it wasn't just a random thing, but he knew when he would do it on which sounds because of this theory. And so that was really the, the concept. We said, wow, we'd like to be able to see when this thing happens. Um, and so we went back to where we could get this kind of material, and while BYU and the church are the places to get this kind of stuff, we, and since we moved to Utah, we had uh, some students hold a bunch of the talks, um, from BYU's website, and then we've done a whole series of analyses on looking at uh, the change of, how, the, his rate of speech, change of how long of, um, how long, how many words between each breath group, um, how many breaks occur? Uh, what pitchy speed is that? And with that, there's an overall picture of you can see things happen in his life where some of these were coinciding. And then you can see when then this, the, the nonlinear effect, but also other effects would happen. And so again, which have implica- other implications because if the voice mechanism is changing, so is swallowing, so is airway, so is the lung usage. So there's a lot of other
0: uh, shared systems that are related in the body. So uh, tell me if I'm getting a little too futuristic with this. Uh, could could this technology possibly be used to, you know, by the recording of someone's voice, be able to tell what medical conditions they might be having problems with?
1: In some situations, yes. Uh, what we're doing now is Just to kind of test it, we've gone, we've contacted the church to see what archives we can get on other individuals, as well as we've uh, documented all the uh, frequency of talks and the different people that have spoken at BYU that we can get. So we
0: can test to see what things we could extrapolate. You guys are going to make it hard to lie about your age, at least.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) That's another thing we're doing is everybody always says you can uh, identify age, even though it's very hard. But with this kind of data we have, we already have some students working on can we identify and how well do people predict age? Because we have, like, from the ink, we have his voice for you know, almost 50 years. And, uh, and so we can line people up and see how well they do.
0: <laughs> wow. All right, well, thank you for visiting with us today, and um, we'll be excited to hear you Wednesday. Well,
1: thank you for the call.
0: If you'd like to hear more from Dr. Hunter, he'll be speaking on Wednesday, September 21st at 4 p.m. in room C215 of the i Science Center. Thanks for listening in, and don't forget to visit us at cpms.byu.edu.